And in this episode, we are celebrating all things Dominica. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and on this week's episode, we are continuing the celebration for Dominica. Dominica celebrated their Independence Day on November the 3rd, and in this episode, we are celebrating all things Dominica. This island is nicknamed the Natural Isle of the Caribbean with its amazing, beautiful, natural environment. It is actually the youngest island in the Lesser Antilles and is home to the second largest hot springs in the world called the Boiling Lake. Well, let's get to know Dominica a little bit more. And as I always say, the best way to do that is to take a look at the national symbols and to see what they stand for. First, we're going to look at the Dominica flag. The central emblem of the flag represents the national bird, the Cicero parrot, a symbol of flight towards greater heights and fulfillment of aspiration. The lime green stars are a traditional symbol of hope, representing the 10 parishes of the country and the equality of its people. The yellow, black, and white stripes that form the triple uh, triple colored cross represents the Trinity of God. And each stripe represents something different. The yellow stripe represents the sunshine of the land. The white stripe represents the clarity of the rivers and the waterfalls and the purity and aspiration of the people. The black stripe represents the rich black soil of its agriculture as well as its African heritage. The background of the dark green symbolizes the rich, vibrant forests and the general lusciousness of this island. Hearing what the flag, the symbols on the flag represent makes me want to just jump right down to the motto. So the Dominica national motto is, I'm going to pronounce this, it's French and I pray I do not butcher it. So here we go. Après bondes c'est la terre. And it means after God, the earth. Powerful symbolism there. As I mentioned before, the national bird is the Cicero parrot and the national flower is a Sabina carinaris. It's also known as the carob wood or the bawa kawe. The national dish for Dominica is called the mountain chicken. However, it is not chicken. This dish is comprised of shears of the legs of a frog and it's usually served with provisions or rice and peas. This one I can't say is yummy right off the bat like I usually do. This is one that I would definitely have to taste, but I can't rule it out. Much like all of the other islands, the Dominica has a rich tradition of music and dance and their oral traditions are very powerful. We have much of the same folklore beliefs and the fables that are shared across the island consists of many tricksters that we know and love such as Br'er Rabbit and Anansi. We're going to change it up just a little bit. I found a story that was very comical and I want to share it. 
and we'll follow that story with something more traditional. Let's get into it. This first story falls under the category of humor and folk tales. It's called Bami and the Watermelon Thieves. Long time ago, Bami gave up him job as a police officer and decided to take up farming. After 10 years on the force, he realized that he had a better chance of catching criminals in his garden since he was never able to catch a thief on the police force. So Bami planted a melon patch. And when it was almost time to harvest, he noticed that Mao Wea's children were stealing his melons on their way from school every day. So after a bit of grinding his teeth and seething at his dismay, he came up with an idea. So early one morning, Bami erected a sign and posted it in the melon field. That reads, one of these melons has poison in it. Later on that evening, he kept monitoring the scene and realized that the kids passed the melon patch straight. Days passed, weeks passed, and the kids just passed straight. So Bami decided to go take a look at his melons, only to discover that another sign had been erected right beside it, and it read, Now two of these melons has poison. <laughs> It seems like nobody is getting melons this time. This next story brings us back to our trickster tale and introduces us to Combre rabbit or Brer rabbit as uh, we hear in other islands. This story is one that may be familiar because there is a version which involves a Nancy. So this should be an entertaining one. It is called Combre rabbit's ride. Once Brer Tiger fell in love with Sis Fox, who didn't so much as fall in love with him. Combre Rabbit learned of it and sat himself down and put his mind to brewing up some devilish plan, which wasn't very difficult for Rabbit. He sashayed up to Sis Fox and made a bet that he could ride Tiger horseback past her house. Done, cried Sis Fox, thinking that this time Rabbits outwagered himself. They shook hands on it. Well, one day, Sis Fox said to Br'er Tiger, Tiger, I feel like dancing. What are you going to do about that? I will give you a dance then, Miss Fox, said Tiger. And will you ask? Combray Rabbit to play the banjo for us. He is a very best player in the area. That I will do, said Tiger. And he thought if Combray comes to play and if during the dance the lights go out and if it was pitch black, then there could be some scary noises. Then Rabbit might be able to run down into his throat by mistake. Hmm, thought Tiger. <laughs> so Tiger went to see Combray Rabbit about playing the banjo for the dance. And Rabbit said, yes, of course. If there were not any pitfalls or any threat to his health, he would love to play. Tiger would have mm, thought that Rabbit would be very, very tasty bouncing down his jaw, but then um, he really wanted to dance with Sis Fox. So he said, 
Well then, I will pick you up on Saturday. Come Saturday, Tiger came to find Rabbit. And when Rabbit saw that he was coming, he began to wrap himself up. Leaves on his head. He just wrapped up himself with a red kerchief and laid down. He looked like a crumpled knapsack, ready to take up for a picnic. Tiger knocked on the door and called out, I come to get you for the dance, Rabbit. Ah, hombre tiger, I'm dying. Hey, there's a, that's a fact. Aches in my tooth, aches in my head, and besides that, my fever. Oh, I'm burning up. I will carry you on my back then, Tiger said. Oh, well, how kind of you. Um, very well, Rabbit said. And up he went and climbed up on top of Tiger's back. Oh, Tiger, you see how weak I am? Mm. Perhaps I should put this old blanket that I have on you so that I could be able to stay in one place. Now that I think about it, I might just slide off. What do you think? Tiger said, place it on. Will it get us going quicker? Rabbit adjusted the blanket and then hopped on it. Floof! He landed on the ground. Oh, that doesn't work at all. Then Combray Rabbit said, I wonder, what would I be able to, to, to put just, just to hold on? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll hang this brattle on, on you. You know, it's just, just a little thing and two baskets. and it, it, should, it should keep me in place. By all means, lay them on, Tiger said. So Rabbit hastened himself and tied on the saddle and carried himself up on to his back and fastened a rein between Tiger's teeth so that he'd be able to hold on real tight. And he buckled everything in. Unseen by Tiger, he also had a fine pair of spurs. Clapping his banjo underneath his arm, he fiddled himself firmly on Tiger's back and flicked his whip. What are you doing, rabbit? Tiger asked, brushing the flies off of his neck. Just brushing the flies off your neck. Flick, flick. Now what are you doing, rabbit? Oh, there are just more flies on your flank, rabbit said to Tiger. Rabbit put the spears... To Tiger. Kay! What are you doing now, Combray Rabbit? Tiger roared. I want you to go fast. My head is throbbing and this bell is just hurting my head. Pick up the pace, pick up the pace. And with the spears, he flicked the whip and jabbed into Tiger's side, who began sprinting like a racehorse. They dashed right by Sis Fox's house, where many people were standing and waiting for the music to begin. Adios, cried Combe Rabbit, saluting Sis Fox with the whip. Tiger finally came to a stop, and Combe Rabbit hopped off of Tiger and tied him to a fence post, like a common everyday horse. Then Rabbit 
threw away his sore head and all of the other contraptions that he had wrapped himself in and ran inside the house, commencing to pluck his banjo and play great music for everyone to dance back and forth and round and round all about. Wolf came by. Poor fox, he said. Combre, wolf. For the sake of heaven, will you undo me? So Wolf untied Tiger and unsaddled him. Tiger slunk into the dance. Combe Rabbit, play a waltz for all of us to play and dance, he growled politely-ish. With pleasure, Combe Tiger. But while I play, I'm going to sit here by the window where it's breezy and cool. So Rabbit plucked on his banjo and with all of his might while the guests were waltzing with all of their might and suddenly the lights went out and just then rabbit went whoops out the window thus rabbit won the bet and tiger was so humiliated that he kept well away from combray rabbit and sis fox for a long time to come and that was a blessing for both of them so many of our trickster tales are in common, are different variations from island to island. And it's very interesting to see how these stories unravel and how the characters play their parts. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. And join us next week as we upload a new episode on Tuesday for your enjoyment. As we always say, gather your family and your friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and as always, walk good.